In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You're very welcome back to the Brendan Option. Coming to you courtesy of Immaculata Productions. If you're enjoying, uh, as I call them, the theological McNuggets, these little, these little 10, 15 minute uh, video presentations, please, please, please click the subscribe button uh, or visit us uh, at Patreon and maybe send us a few quid. Doesn't have to be much just enough to, to cover our bits and pieces and uh, to keep us, keep, us, keep us out of the ditch, so to speak. Uh, I thought maybe today we might talk a bit about communion, about the Holy Eucharist. Yeah, I thought we might talk just for 10 minutes about that. In my last presentation, I mentioned confessions, and confessions really are where your you're, confessions are working up an appetite. Confessions are what the French call an amuse-gueule. Yeah, the little thing you get before dinner to just whet your appetite. They're to get you ready for your dinner. Now, I'm going to be accused of blasphemy here, but they're a bit like a, a, bit like a gin and tonic. Hmm? So here you are, and you're ready. You're at the table of the Lord. You are before his altar. Do you go to communion? One time, let's say a century ago, people rarely went to communion, a few times a year. Then they prepared very carefully with confessions and all the rest, and then communion. Um, even my grandparents didn't go to communion nearly as often as we do. And I'm afraid nowadays it's gone to the other extreme. Hordes come up for communion. Very few go into confession, but lots of people going to communion. So from that I would deduce that the church is now so holy that in fact Armageddon will be unnecessary and God can completely revise the plans for the end times. The whole thing can be much more gentlemanly. Some pastel shades, some choirs singing in the background, bit of rapture and we'll all just disappear into a into, into a bush or something, okay? But I don't think so, do you? No. I think people are just, just doing what's it. They're not going to confession because confessions are hard. And they're going to communion because going to communion is easy. Let me tell you something. If you knew what you were doing, you wouldn't call going to communion easy. I really wouldn't do that. I wouldn't. I'm not a great priest. I'm not the holiest person. I'm sorry, but I'm not. I should be, but I'm not. But I do have a fairly healthy sense of self-preservation. Generally, you'll do well to meet a priest who doesn't. Okay, I like my skin where it is, withered as it may be. Right? I like this head right on its shoulders. Don't be so quick to go to communion. Now, some of you are going to be very annoyed with me for saying that. Do you know that the old Irish monks used to call the, the words of institution, they used to call them the oratio periculosa, the dangerous saying, because it was so dangerous to the priest if he wasn't in a state of grace. That's true about communion. Will you please just go to confession? Go, g g give the priest something to do, for goodness sake. Get him off the sofa, get him away from Netflix. It'd be good for him. It's a charity. You need to prepare for communion. 
Okay, you're like somebody going to Patrick Gibault's or one of the top uh, Michelin-starred restaurants in the country and they have a feed of fish and chips two hours beforehand. For goodness sake, if you're going to eat the work of one of the top chefs in the country, you fast a little beforehand. You make sure that you have an appetite. You prepare for the meal. You dress for the meal. I see people now coming to church and they look as if they've been pulled behind a combine harvester and not for a mile for quite a while and through very varied terrain. Will, will you dress up to come to Mass? You come to Mass, you should step out looking your best. You should look good for the Lord and the devil. I think he said he always liked his officers to dress well for the enemy. Come on, you don't embarrass the devil. Will you dress up for goodness sake? You're a man, will you put on a tie? Put on a tie, put on a jacket. Throw, throw some decent threads on your bones. And don't come in shorts. Men look pathetic in shorts anyway. And we just don't have the legs for it, for the love of God. But if you must wear shorts, don't wear them to church, okay? Wear a proper pair of trousers. Wear a decent pair of shoes. Better still, wear, wear a sports jacket, wear a tie. Ladies, dress up. Well, you can count on the women to make a be better effort anyway. This is something special you're going to. This is an event a divine event. If you're receiving communion, you're receiving the body of our Lord Jesus Christ. We believe in transubstantiation. There is a huge crisis now in the Church of Faith in the Eucharist. And I'm saying to you now that that is the work of evil. This is the greatest gift that Christ has given us while we wait for him, is his body and blood in the Eucharist. Prepare for the Eucharist, receive it as often as you can, Take your strength from it and don't go if you haven't prepared. Now you say back to me, no, oh, no, you're a bad priest. Yeah, no proverbial Sherlock. You're a bad priest. You want to deprive me of the Eucharist. I don't want to deprive you of the Eucharist. I don't want to deprive you of the Eucharist. I want to deprive you of hell. You don't need hell. It wouldn't do you any good. Hmm? It wouldn't be a good place for you. That's what I want to deprive you of. I want you to sail a steady course between the rocks. And one of the rocks is the rock of unworthy reception of the Eucharist. If you go into the church and, and you, you have resentment and hatred towards somebody else, please, please, please do not receive the body of Christ. I've come close myself. I know how it can happen. I've gone out onto the altar angry about something. The devil does nice work, I'm telling you. He does lovely work. I've come close. That is sacrilege. Do not receive the body of Christ with, with, with hatred in your heart. Make up with your brother as the scriptures tell us. Then go and receive. If you've cheated somebody, make it good. If you've committed a sin against chastity, confess it, do the penance. Face up to this stuff, prepare. Go to the Eucharist in a state of grace. Let God justify you. Let God, let God make you right with him. It's the only way you'll ever be right with him. We can achieve great things on our own, but the, great, the higher we climb, the, the, the harder we fall. Grace builds on nature. We must rely on him to finish. And so I ask you, 
Prepare for communion as if it was the most important thing to happen in your life, which this side of the grave it is. You won't need it in the next life. This side of the grave, it is the most important thing to happen in your life. When you go to it, receive it worthily. Keep the chewing to a minimum. I think you're better not to receive in the hand, but you can if you wish. Pope John Paul II would never give communion in the hand, and I think it was personally an unwise move to allow it pastorally. But if you must, do it. If you can live with it, no problem. Then do it. Fine. Receive it carefully, reverently. Don't turn away from the priest until you have consumed it because the priest is answerable. It's his neck before God. Don't turn away because he doesn't know if you're taking it away to to desecrate it or not. Stand to one side and consume it facing the altar. And then go back and make your thanksgiving. You should fast for an hour beforehand and do prepare yourself for it. I don't want to deprive you of the Eucharist. I want you to wallow in the Eucharist. I want you to sit at the table of the Lord and disgrace yourself with the abuse of his hospitality because that's what his hospitality is for, to be gloriously abused. But not like that. Don't don't bring sin into it. We'll meet one day where all these things will have been solved. That's what we're preparing for. The Mass is a reflection of the divine liturgy in heaven. It is a portal through which you enter for a moment. In, 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 you, are, you are standing for a moment, in a sense, in a sense, outside of time and space. This is an incredible gift from God and it is for you. As much for you as for the Pope or any saint, it is for you. You are called to sanctity, to holiness and to spend eternity with God in heaven. It is a foretest. It is a whitting of the appetite for God. God bless you and keep you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.